It's time for the Chicago Blackhawks postgame show on the Blackhawks radio network. Here's Kevin Powell. It is a 7-3 loss for the Blackhawks in Seattle tonight to wrap up a three-game road trip. Just three games remaining in the regular season. The Hawks again uh, falling 7-3. They allowed three goals in the first, two in the second, a pair in the third. Let's bring in Joe Brand, who did a great job filling in for Troy Murray, who was on the TV side tonight. And uh, Joe, look, uh, some of these games this late into a season in year one of a full-blown rebuild, not a whole lot to say other than the fact that the Blackhawks are in a place right now where they're not exactly specifically designed to be contending. And uh, look, I thought in the first period, I know it was 3-1 Seattle, uh, but I thought they put up a pretty good fight in that first period. And then there was the Jujar Carrigal in the second, which would have trimmed it to 5-4, a one-goal deficit. It was waved off uh, due to offsides. Um, your takeaways from this one, Joe? Yeah, pretty much that. Uh, just to echo off of it, again, I thought the Hawks outplayed Seattle for the majority of the first, well, not the majority, but a good chunk of it. And then once they cough up two power plays, it it just gives the crack in a full-on swing. It gives them a two-goal lead. And then the second period, the Hawks kind of miss or on the losing end on a, a couple of 50-50 swings. And that's going to happen to better teams. They're going to get the benefit of the doubt. They're going to uh, catch some breaks, so you just got to create your own breaks, and unfortunately the Hawks weren't able to do that today. You mentioned Jujar Kara's goal, nearly made the Hawks within a goal of Seattle tonight. It just didn't go that way, but again, hard-fought effort for the majority of this contest, and that's what Luke Richardson can control right now. That's what this Blackhawks team can control, so they were able to do that tonight. And for those of you keeping an eye on the draft lottery, the Blackhawks and Blue Jackets right now are a tied for the fewest amount of points in the NHL. I believe Columbus has the tiebreaker in that one, Joe, if it does come down to a points tie. Uh, but I know many keeping an eye on that, of course, the Connor Bedard sweepstakes, and uh, everybody's uh, watching that very closely. Uh, Shout-out to Seth Jones, though, who I thought played a really good game, had a couple of goals, the second one on the power play. This is a guy who came to Chicago on a big contract. Now he's in a, in a rebuild. Um, but 12 goals on the season for Jones and a really good night, I thought, too. Yeah, it's been an interesting year for Jones, and I think another productive one. I think he's made a lot of good strides even from last season. And this season, as it's progressed, I mean, he's kind of had a role change and and added responsibilities as this year has gone along and so many players have been traded. But what I've been most impressed with is his infiltration of the offensive game. Not so much just the stats, but him just getting involved more offensively and taking more of an assertive approach when trying to shoot the puck and and trying to get involved offensively. So I thought that was very evident today. Great to see him just not overthinking things, throwing the puck on net from the high slot and getting rewarded a few times. I mean, a big two-goal game. He's, I, I don't know, he's he's so close to getting that hat trick a couple of times this year. It's, it's going to happen at some point. But, um, you know, tonight wasn't the night. The uh, first goal for Seth Jones in the first period came off just an absolutely beautiful display of puck movement by the Blackhawks. Andreas Anathasiu feeding a Jones in the slot, and he buried it home. I, I would say that would be the highlight of the night uh, for the Blackhawks, who bad and continue to fight, but the rebuild is on three games remaining uh, so far. And Lucas Reichel, who we talked about throughout the game, got a goal, his seventh on the year coming in the second period. Reichel expected to head to a Rockford following this road trip. Um, a pretty good night, I thought, overall for Lucas Reichel. Got involved in a couple of different ways near the net. It was a tap-in goal. Um, but uh, it, 
a good stretch here for Lucas Reichel, where I thought he you could see the confidence kind of building, um, you know, in his in his most recent stint with the Hawks. No, totally. Very good stint, uh, especially in this third and final one this season. Again, it sounds like he's going to Rockford after this one, but uh, just a very uh, gradual inclination of him getting better and developing this go-around, getting so much more confidence on the road, displaying a two-way game in tonight's contest, offensively and defensively, stealing the puck a few times, and and just kind of thinking the next step on every play, whether it's where he's passing, where he thinks the Kraken are going to bring the puck. He's he's getting really good vision out there. Um, we keep saying that not every player is just going to be better each and every game. You know, it's, it's not always just a, a straight incline of, of improvement, but so far, this third stint for Lucas Reichel, it's been exactly that. Hopefully that will just continue when he goes back to Rockford, and uh, hopefully it, it continues and kind of stabilizes next year when he probably and hopefully spends a lot more time with the Hawks. Yeah, and we'll be watching uh, Reichel closely with Rockford, playing in some some highly competitive games for the Ice Hogs late in the season as they uh, push for the playoffs. Now, who was wearing a green jacket? I was supposed to do some golf <laughs> master's research for you and John Weideman. Philip Grubauer came came into the Climate Pledge Arena wearing a green jacket. Don't worry, Kev. I don't know how you can figure out. Well, I did uh, uh, a deep dive, meaning I just did a quick Google search, and I found (laughs) nothing on Grubauer being a golfer or a Masters uh, fanatic, although the Masters is ongoing. I realize once you said that, I am wearing green, too, as well, Joe. I have a a light green sweatshirt on, so it's that time of year. Spring is here. The Masters is ongoing. I, I guess it's just kind of that time of year we're thinking green. Yeah, but you you never golf. I mean, you're not you're not a big golfer, <laughs> are you? Golf junkie. A full day of the Masters tomorrow. A lot of rain out on the forecast at Augusta. Uh, final question, uh, the, the most important question for you, Joe, before I let you go, catch the flight back, and you can uh, get home and enjoy your Easter Sunday. Uh, did you get the Seattle dog? We discussed this throughout the game. It's a hot dog with some onions, some cream cheese on a pretzel bun, which I think sounds delicious, and... Uh, did you did you get a chance to try one in the press box, Joe? I unfortunately did not. I'll have to uh, wait till the next time I come to Seattle. Ironically, I was here over the summer and I went to a Mariners game and I was hoping to do exactly that. However, I came on a Friday night. They're in the playoff hunt. The place had fifty five thousand people there. I uh, had no patience whatsoever to wait in line for that gourmet <laughs> hot dog. So, uh, so you spent a, you've you've had plenty of experience up in the Northwest, huh? You know what's funny is this is my third time in Seattle, and the first time was eight years ago to the day. Uh, we were visiting some friends in Whidbey Island, and the Hawks were playing the Canucks. In Vancouver on Easter Sunday, we drove up to Vancouver, we watched the game, we drove back down and uh, spent the night touristing in Seattle, checked out the Space Needle. It's it's really cool here, I will say. There's just there's so much to do. It's a very unique place and uh, very, very fun. And I think it's great that uh, Seattle has an NHL team. I think it's great for the league, uh, being so close to the border, plenty of hockey fans up there. And uh, it looked like a great atmosphere tonight. Sounded like a great atmosphere for a team that had a disappointing first season as an organization. They already have booked a ticket to the playoffs, uh, but a huge turnaround for the Kraken in their second year as an organization. No, they're a proud organization right now, and they absolutely should be. It's kind of funny because coming in, it's almost like a no-brainer. Like, why didn't they have a hockey team before? They've got a great fan base. Hockey is so prevalent. 
uh, around here. And, um, you know, <laughs> of course, they're not able to do in their first year what the Vegas Golden Knights did because yeah. the NHL kind of changed the rules in terms of drafting. <laughs> yeah, when and- Vegas did what they did, they're like, wait a minute. <laughs> maybe, right, maybe. right. So, so uh, the, the league and other teams are making sure that that wouldn't happen again. So kudos even more for the Seattle Kraken to turn this around and, and do it so quickly as they did. It's it's a fun area over here, and it's, it's a hot place to be right now. Yeah, well, great job tonight filling in for Troy, who is doing TV. Troy will be on the call with John over the final three games. You will be back in this seat. I was filling in for you doing pre and post over the final few games. Um, any just final takeaways from the game or just kind of where this season is at right now entering the final handful of days? Strong efforts continue for this team. Three games left to see it, and I I expect nothing else for the next final three games. So going to have to grind it out, but again, it's it's been a fun year and a a competitive year, so we'll see how it goes. I'll let you go. That's Joe Brand. Go catch your flight home. Enjoy your Easter Sunday, Joe. Great talking to you. Great job tonight alongside John Wideman. The Blackhawks falling to the Seattle Kraken. The Hawks fall to 25-48 and 6 on the year. Plenty to get to on our Blackhawks postgame show. 312-981-7200. If you'd like to call or text, any thoughts on tonight's game or just where the Blackhawks are at or the hope of Connor Bedard possibly joining the Blackhawks. We'll see how the draft uh, lottery shakes out in June. But right now, the Blackhawks and Columbus tied for the fewest amount of points in the NHL. So we'll see a few games left and a couple of the teams the Blackhawks have uh, coming up uh, very much in the playoff hunt. Uh, Pittsburgh is is right outside of the East uh, playoff picture, so that could be a tough contest as well. But strong finish, as Joe said. We've seen that out of this team for, for much of the year with Luke Richardson and, and the way he's coached this team. Yes, it's been tough. Yes, the win-loss record isn't there. We all understand and have perspective on what this season is, and it is a full-blown rebuild. So three games to go. The Hawks will host Minnesota on Monday. They'll visit Pittsburgh Tuesday and then wrap up the season Thursday night at the United Center against the Flyers. The, uh, you can hear all of those games right here on 720 WGN. We'll get to some highlights. We'll give you the three-star selection of the night, the player with the most heart. And uh, we'll go around the NHL as well, because all 32 teams were in action today. Boston Bruins uh, matching an NHL record. I'll bring you that coming up as well. You're listening to Chicago Blackhawks postgame coverage on 720 WGN. Welcome back into Blackhawks postgame coverage on 720 WGN. I'm Kevin Powell at our downtown studios in Chicago. Joe Brand and John Weideman had the call from Seattle. The Hawks falling 7-3 to the Kraken to fall to 25-48-6 on the year. The player with the most heart, sponsored by Northwestern Medicine with teams that take on the toughest cases at over 200 locations. Seth Jones played very well for the Blackhawks tonight, had a couple of goals. He gets the player with the most heart honored here on WGN. Let's get to some highlights and run through what exactly went down in Seattle tonight. Again, the Blackhawks falling a 7-2-3. Uh, the uh, um, the uh, Kraken improving to 46-26-8. They have uh, booked their first ticket to the postseason in franchise history. Of course, an expansion team last season, a disappointing year, finished in last place in their division, uh, but they were able to turn things around with some 
uh, smart moves, free agent signings, who you're drafting, things like that. So um, I, I do think it is a good thing for the the city of Seattle to have an NHL team. But let's get to the highlights. The Seattle Kraken got on the board first just after the five-minute mark. Along the left wing boards, Ellie Tolvanen, who was picked off on waivers for the Kraken this year, got it ahead now in over the Hawk line. This is Froden, drops it off, they score! So Ellie Tolvanen, off a nice handoff, shot the puck past Peter Morazic, and the Kraken take a 1-0 lead with 4.48 left in period number one. Less than 60 seconds later, the Blackhawks tie it up. Athanasiu got it back to Reichel in the slot. He fires, he hit the post. Puck ricochets out to the left point. Caleb Jones there to brother Seth, right point. Down the boards now. Here's Seth Jones in front. Shoots, he scores! Great response by the Hawks. A quick handoff from beside the Hawk net. Athanasiu and Bork involved in the play, and Seth Jones hammers home his 11th goal of the season to tie the score at one. And it was some beautiful puck movement by the Blackhawks. Andreas Athanasiu, a a no-look kind of behind-the-back pass to Seth Jones in the slot, and that tied things up. But uh, Seattle adding another one just after the nine-minute mark. Everly centers from the right corner into the hot crease and wide, and then a shot from Alexiak left point, tipped in behind Morazic by Everly. He scores. Well, Everly, after centering that puck from the right wing corner, went to the side of the crease and he just stood there. The puck eventually caromed out to the left point to Alexiak, who fired it toward the net, and there was Everly to deflect it home. It's 2 1 Seattle. And with under a minute to go in the opening period, Seattle makes it 3 1. Schultz put it over in the near side. Bjork had it on his stick but lost it. Sprung took the puck back right point. Fires turned wide. Rebound. They score. It's Yanni Gord at the net front. The puck was tumbling through the air off of a shot from the far side. And with a pseudo baseball swing, Gord slapped it in behind Peter Morazic. It's a power play goal. And 3-1 Seattle. Into the second period we go, which was full of action. It was a wild one, kind of up and down for the Blackhawks. But Seth Jones notching his 12th goal of the season. Seth Jones to Reichel, bottom of the circle, back to Seth Jones, one-timer, he scores! A power play goal, and the Hawks are back to within a goal of the Kraken. They trail 3-2 to two with 9.20 left in period number two, and the Hawks will remain on the Sitco power play now. Less than two minutes later, Seattle makes it 4-2. Seth Jones got it back to Taves along the right boards with two seconds on the power play. He sent it through the high slot, picked off by the Kraken. Out of the box, Larson takes a pass in over the hot line, down the slot, beats and shoots. He scores. The Kraken had just come back to full strength as they got possession of that puck. Adam Larson steps out of the Kraken penalty box, skates to the Hawk blue line, and waited for a pass. And boy, he got one on the backhand part of his blade, skated in on Morazic, deked him down, and put a wrist shot past him. It's 4-2 Seattle. 4-2 Seattle, and uh, less than a minute later, make it 5-2 Seattle. Kaiser had a stick lifted from behind by Geeky, who centers. Tenorti picked it off. Puck taken away in front by Sprong. He shoots and scores. Wow. Daniel Sprong, who was in a career season, just scored his 21st on the season. Tenorti had trouble with the puck in front of the net. It looked like he was trying to clear it. He didn't see Sprong standing a few feet to his right. He took it away and fired it past the surprise. Peter Morazic, it's now 5-2 Seattle. Lucas Reichel, who is expected to head back to Rockford following this three-game road trip, and you know, we saw some confidence being built with Lucas Reichel. A, a little bit more confident, less hesitant. Uh, he was able to, to get on the board with his seventh goal of the season. Reichel left wing corner to Vlasic left point. 34 seconds on the four against four situation. 
Now to Dickinson, to Vlasic, he shoots, he scores! And this is tipped in front, I believe Lucas Reichel was able to tip that one past Martin Jones with the sides four against four. The Hawks get another one back. It's now 5-3 Seattle with 4.58 left in the second period, and Joe, plenty of time left in this game. Yeah, Alex Vlasic fired one in, a great net presence by Lucas Reichel, and he was able to tip it in. It did appear the Blackhawks trimmed the deficit to a goal, making it 5-4, but a Jujar Kara goal was waved off due to offside. So the Blackhawks very much were battling in the second frame, uh, but uh, they had headed, headed into the second intermission uh, down two goals to the Kraken. To the third period we go, the Blackhawks really just weren't able to get much going on the offensive end, Seattle making it 6-3. York is able to stab it free to Caleb Jones back at the Hawk line. He dropped it off. It's taken away by Bjorkstrand to McCann. He shoots and scores. A costly turnover in the Hawks' zone. Caleb was trying to give the puck to Jared Tenorti behind him there. And I don't know that Jared was expecting the pass. Bjorkstrand slipped in to get it. And he found Jared McCann wide open in the high slot area. And he fired home his 39th goal in the season. It's now 6-3 in favor of the Kraken. And with less than five minutes remaining in regulation, Seattle pretty much putting it away. Now Anderson into the Kraken zone off the give from Tenorti. Fires one from the top of the left circle over the net up off the glass. Tenorti chasing down the puck in the Hawks zone. Was knocked down by Sprung, who's now wide open in front of the net. Hands it off, and a shot they score. Morgan Geeky came down the left wing side and took that handoff from in front of the Hawk net from Sprung, and he fires it past Peter Morazic. Kraken now leads 7-3, to three and Jared Tenorti slowly back on his feet and back to the Hawk bench. And that was the scoring. That's the way it played out in Seattle tonight. The Blackhawks falling to the Kraken 7-3. to three. Let's hear from Blackhawks head coach Luke Richardson. It's like that overturned goal really kind of took the wind out of your sails there. Well, actually, I thought it was uh, we had them, like, you know, reeling a little bit on their heels at the end, right around that time. And it, I still used it as momentum. And um, I thought the first 12 minutes of the third period, we were the better team. And we just, uh, you know, Tyler Johnson had a chance at the side of the net if he could have made it uh, a one goal game there uh, we really put pressure on them I, I thought we played well it was like about a minute before they scored their I guess sixth goal um, you know we just the, the shift before we started turning pucks over and started going sideways and got off our game plan and then you know we just turned pucks back to the blue line they're just too quick a team to turn pucks backwards uh, they're going to just eat up and that's what happened on the last two goals in the third period was it kind of a struggle defensively the whole the whole night? No, not really. I think uh, at times, uh, you know, we were okay. But I think, uh, you know, I think it's offensively starts starts their offense if we're not smart. And, like, uh, I think the shift before their uh, goal in the third period, their goals in the third period, uh, we, we just turn pucks over in the neutral zone and at our blue line. And um, that, that just they just fuel off that. And, uh they were good, so we made mistakes. They were, they're really a strong team, skating, heavy on sticks, and uh, they have some good shooters. So when we made some mistakes in crucial areas, they capitalized. And, uh, you know, we, we, we get, we're a team right now where we can't do that. We have to stick to the game plan and, and make sure we do it for 60 minutes. Jared Tenorti, what, what is he dealing with there? Um, I think it's just ongoing. It's him that's been bothering him. I, I didn't even talk to the trainer yet, but uh, I'm assuming that's what it looked like. He just kind of 
uh, stumbled and, and fell, and it looked like he fell on it. So uh, that's probably just been bothering him, and, and it's just ongoing. So, uh, you know, he's battling through to the end of the year, but uh, at some point he might have to uh, just, uh, you know, make sure he gets that uh, looked at or fixed or, or whatever the plan is for him. What have you learned about him, everything he's fought through this year? You know what, he's, he's a battler, and even tonight I think, you know, he had a, uh, he, he knew, you know, we needed some momentum in a game, and, uh, he tried to step up, and I think he hit Vinny Ears like a good player in his. Not dirty, just to hit him, uh, and it, you know, created ruffles, and their players come and talk to him. And so he knows how to do some intangible things on the ice that we needed momentum left. Uh, he's probably not a guy that goes end-to-end with the puck and scores a goal, so that's how he uh, contributes, and he knows to, and a willing contributor to do that. For Reichel to go out with a, another solid game, is that good to see? Yeah, I thought both him and uh, Vlasic was probably it's one of their best games both of them um, you know Vlasic looked a little bit more aggressive and moving pucks and uh, skating pucks shooting it on the on the one goal and uh, you know Reichs was really good even to the end of the third period he, he was uh, on the body on the forecheck uh, and when he had the puck he was impressive tonight. Blackhawks head coach Luke Richardson following the Hawks 7-3 loss in Seattle to the Kraken. You heard him talking about Lucas Reichel, who playing uh, was playing in his final game before he is sent back to Rockford to finish off the season. But a nice stint, saw some confidence growth in Lucas Reichel. I thought he played a really great game today. Uh, tonight had his seventh goal of the season and uh, was involved. He was active. You noticed him on the ice. I, th- I thought it was a productive performance from Lucas Reichel tonight. Let's hear what he had to say. Luke said you're gonna rejoin Rockford here and, and for the playoff push there. Is that kind of bittersweet? Uh, no, I think yeah, it's a it's a good. I have a lot of pressure now, so we gotta make the playoffs uh, for Rockford. But uh, I think uh, yeah, you play for something there and uh, up here. Like of course you wanna like uh, play in the NHL, but um, yeah, I, I can decide. So I just like focus on the next game and uh, with Rockford. How would you sum up, I guess, this whole stint over the past month or so? Uh, yeah, I felt pretty good. I think, uh, yeah, I felt like more comfortable, more more confidence, uh, and uh, yeah, I felt felt good with playing with uh, with Double A. I think uh, we have kind of the same game with speed and stuff. So uh, I think yeah, it was good good learn experience, and uh, I wanna yeah keep keep getting stronger, keep getting better for, for next season. Was that three-game stint you had earlier in the year, was that a big one for you where you realized that you could maybe kind of play at a very high level in this league? Yeah, I mean, uh, I always, like, had confidence, but uh, it just, like, was the one game, you know, like, first goal, and then kind of make, like, click, and then I, yeah, realized, like, yeah, I can can make those plays, and uh, I still got to learn sometimes, not trying to, like, try too much, and then I turned the puck over, which uh, what happened against Vancouver, and, he, and I got hit there. But uh, it's just like good learning experience for me, and uh, uh, yeah. How confident are you now going into next season, knowing you know, feeling comfortable in the NHL, and knowing that you can produce at a high level? Yeah, I feel confidence, but uh, I know I still got a lot like in front of me. I I got like work really really hard. It's a it's a big year, a big summer for me, and uh, uh, but um, yeah, I can't wait, and then. I'm really excited for it. You're going to be looked at to be, you know, maybe like a leading scorer on this team already at this age. Are you, do you feel ready for that burden, that pressure? No, I, I, uh, I like to take that, yeah, next step. Uh, I always try to uh, take it game from game to game, and uh, yeah, we'll see. 
is it going to be difficult to just drop into Rockford out of the blue and have three games to try to make the playoffs? Uh, no, it's not difficult. I think, yeah, I know the system. It's like uh, kind of like the same what we play here. And uh, uh, we have a lot of new guys in Rockford, so I can't wait to get to know them and uh, play with them. And uh, it's going to be fun playing uh, in playoffs. That's Lucas Reichel, who definitely is a big piece to this organization moving forward. And we saw some growth from Lucas Reichel this season. He was even asked about the possibility of being the team's leading scorer next year. But we'll, we will see a full season of Lucas Reichel next year. One of the pieces to be excited about if you're a Blackhawks uh, fan. 312-981-7200 is our phone number. Feel free to text or call. We are on till 12.30. A text from the 708. Nice to see Taves have some good efforts tonight, given his difficult circumstances. Yeah, Joe and I talked about that before the game, that I think it's great Taves even found a way just to get back on the ice and actually playing in a game. I think that says a lot about Jonathan Taves, to return and battle his way back after dealing with some health issues. And, uh, you know, he kind of detailed the struggles he was going through. For him to battle, to get back on the ice, on a team that's going through a rebuild, uh, on a team that's in last place, I think it says a lot about the captain. That's why he's the captain. So, yes, it is great to see Jonathan Taves on the ice in the Blackhawks sweater. Who knows? These next few games could be the final ones for Jonathan Taves with the Blackhawks. Still a lot to sort out there. Um, but uh, nothing is certain yet in the in the future of Jonathan Taves and his playing days with the Blackhawks and just in the NHL. A text from the 773. Uh, Richardson keeping them playing. A nice text from the 773 uh, saying, great program, John and guys. We appreciate that. So if you got anything to say about tonight's game or just the Blackhawks in general, uh, feel free to text or call at 312-981-7200. Let's get to tonight's three-star selection sponsored by CarStar. Trust CarStar, North America's leading premier collision repair provider. With your collision repair needs, visit CarStar.com to find a Chicago Chicagoland location near you. Daniel Sprong, the third star of the night, one goal to assist. Jared McCann, the second star, a goal and an assist. And Jamie Oleksiak, uh, first star with three assists on the night. The Blackhawks had a pair of goals from defenseman Seth Jones tonight. Twelve goals on the season. Let's hear from the defenseman following the Hawks' 7-3 loss in Seattle. Seemed to be a, a major turning point. You guys were getting right back into it. That would have made it 5-4, right? Yeah. yeah. Late in the second? Yeah. Um, we had some momentum going our way, and um, that would have been a, a big goal. Put a shot back in, in the mix. And, uh, Unfortunately, got overturned. What was it about those guys that these games are so high scoring? It's just kind of these wild games. Uh, uh, Seattle? Seattle, yeah. It's been some pretty high ones. Well, they were high last time, I think, at home. We played them. I don't know if we were that high. But you scored five. <clears throat> Did we score five? Again? Yeah, it was 8-5. Holy crap. Um, well, you know, I think tonight we just, I don't know about how their style is, but, you know, tonight we weren't as defensively sound as we wanted to be uh, in the defensive zone and then really coming through the neutral zone and on the rush, they had some, you know, we just put, you know, Peter in some tough spots and turnovers uh, right in the slot and, um, they, like you said, they score a lot of goals and they're going to capitalize on some of those plays. For you to get two, is that nice? I mean, we lost seven three, so not really, but, you know. It seemed like you guys haven't had many five-on-threes. Is that something I mean, you... No one really gets yeah. a lot of five-on-threes in the league. It's, uh, But when you get them, you want to uh, be solid on them. And uh, if you don't score, you want to gain momentum for your team. Yeah, a lot of scoring out of Seattle, one of the better offensive units in the NHL. 7-3 tonight. Their last matchup, Seattle won 8-5. to 
So a total of 23 goals scored over the last two matchups between these two teams, Seattle winning the three-game series uh, this season. The Blackhawks falling to the Kraken 7-3. They have a uh, home game Monday night against Minnesota. A quick trip to Pittsburgh Tuesday night. And the Penguins are trying to keep up in the Eastern Conference playoff hunt. And then the Blackhawks will wrap up their season Thursday night at home at the United Center against the Philadelphia Flyers. We'll have all those games right here on 720 WGN. A very busy night in the NHL. And we will get to all of that coming up next. Blackhawks falling to Seattle 7-3 tonight. I'm Kevin Powell. You're listening to Chicago Blackhawks postgame coverage on 720 WGN. Welcome into Blackhawks postgame coverage on 720 WGN. I'm Kevin Powell in for Joe Brand. Joe was in for Troy Murray. Troy was on the TV side tonight. The Blackhawks falling to the Kraken 7-3 in Seattle. Seattle booking their first ever ticket to the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs, the first in the organization's history, just the second year for the Kraken. But you can see that they are uh, have built a fan base up there in Seattle. That's good to see out of the NHL's latest expansion team. Let's get to some out-of-towns. It was a busy night uh, around the league and an historic one for the Boston Bruins. We'll get to that in a bit. But Buffalo beating Carolina 4-3. Darlene goes to the bench. As he blocked what looked to have been a sure opportunity for Carolina. Dan Dunleavy on WGR 550 AM. Let's go to uh, Detroit where the Penguins over the Red Wings 5-1. Crosby left wing corner. Passes to the point for Latang. Feeds Crosby at the left circle. He'll rip it. Scores! And shine that spotlight on Sid. The 15th player to 1,500 points in NHL history. What a moment in Motown, and the Penguins go up 4-1. 1,500 career points for Sidney Crosby. The Blackhawks will face the Penguins Tuesday night. To Dallas we go. The Stars with a shootout winner. Touchdown with some speed and over the line. They score! Off the rush, it's Yoel Kiviranta who ties the game at one. That's Josh Bogart on KTCK, the ticket, 1310 a.m. And thanks to Josh Getzoff, Penguins Radio, on the previous call. To San Jose we go. Oilers, a big victory, 6-1 over the Sharks. Couture got into the blue line, kept in by Bouchard. He'll shoot it just wide of the net. Tied at one here in the first. Minute 49 to go. Centering pass to Fogel. Hits a stick, goes up into the air. Loose puck, scores! Connor McDavid at the side of the net. Jack Michaels on 6.30 a.m. radio on the call. Uh, to Arizona we go, and this one uh, Blackhawks fans keep an eye on because the Ducks uh, you know, in contention to win that uh, top uh, that top slot in the draft lottery, but they uh, ended up falling in, in overtime to the Coyotes 5-4. Hayton on the left wing, gets into the Anaheim zone. Hayton, left circle. Hayton, stop, shoots, he scores! Barrett Hayton has ended this one in overtime for the Coyotes as he comes down the left wing, cut to the middle, bought himself a little time, teed it up and just rifled it by Ole Erickson Eck. That's KMVP Radio. To Winnipeg we go. Toward the line again for Morrissey. Onto the far side for Shifley. Up top, Nemestikov dropped it for Shifley. Rotates high slot right down Main Street. Shooting. Score! Mark Shifley with his 40th of the year. 
bag. Paul Edmonds, CJOB Radio to Washington. The Panthers over the Capitals 4-2. Parkov dumps it into the Capitals zone. Lindgren, the netminder to play it. Can't clear it himself. Kachuk along. Shot, he scores! He scores from along the boards! Matthew Kachuk! He intercepted the goaltender's clearing attempt. He put it on net and he scores. And the Panthers take a 3-2 lead with one minute to play. Doug Plagens, WQAM. Toronto 7-1 over Montreal tonight. Here's a chance in front. They score! Marner on an innocent-looking play coming into the slot. And Mitch Marner gets goal number 29. And here's the net. That was, uh, by the way, Joe Bowen on Sportsnet 590, the fan. This is a game uh, many Blackhawks fans were keeping a close eye on because the Blackhawks and Blue Jackets right now tied for the fewest amount of points in the NHL. So when we look ahead to the draft lottery, that will factor in. We'll see how these final few games play out. Uh, but the Rangers blanking the Blue Jackets 4 nothing tonight. To the circle, but taken away by Columbus. Now retaken by Mott. Mott gets it back out to VC who scores! Jimmy Vesey on the steal from the blue line, and the Rangers draw first blood and take a one nothing lead. MSG Radio Network to Ottawa. Ottawa we go. Alex Debrinkit, a power play goal. Debrinkit in the zone, drops it back to the point. Stutzler whips it across. Pinto sends it in, saved by Elliott, and there's a shot, scores. Debrinkit says he scored. Light finally goes on. And I think you're right, Dean. I think the Cat gets his 27th of the year. <laughs> Dean Brown, TSN 12, uh, 1200 AM. The Islanders over Philadelphia tonight 4 nothing. Here's Holmstrom again on the goal line, right corner to Mayfield at right point. Scotty's wrister changed direction. They score! Mayfield let it go. It may have hit a flyer or an Islander on the way in, but New York's up 1 nothing with just under six minutes to go in period one. Chris King, WRHU 88.7 FM. And to Boston we go. Here's a familiar voice on the call as the Bruins uh, match a a record in the NHL. Most victories in a regular season. Right circle of Marchand. Shoots. Blackwood a stick save. Yeah, Marchand, two shots already on this power play. Left point now. Lindholm shoots. He's caught! the screen and then Lindholm whistled it home. A power play goal. Bruins won. Devils nothing. That's Judd Surratt, 98.5, the sports hub. That victory gives the Bruins 62 on the year. The only other teams that have got to that mark in the win column, the 1995-96 Red Wings and the 2018-2019 Tampa Bay Lightning. So the Bruins will have a chance over the final few days to set the new single-season victories in NHL history if they can get to 63. So a big night for the Boston Bruins. They've just been a machine all year and continue to win and perform our next game preview once again rosen turns it up in front they go to boldy score two shorthanded goals horrific turn of events for the blues and the wild have made it two to one Chris Kerber, 101 ESPN. The Minnesota Wild will come to town Monday night as the Blackhawks wrap up their final week of play. And uh, Minnesota right now uh, will come to town 
uh, with a uh, f- uh, set, uh, 45-24 and 10 record, 100 points on the season. So that's the Blackhawks' next matchup Monday night as the season comes to a close. Just a few more games, Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday for the Blackhawks. You can hear all of those right here on 720 WGN. You're listening to Chicago Blackhawks postgame coverage on 720 WGN. Welcome back into Chicago Blackhawks postgame coverage on 720 WGN. I'm Kevin Powell. Thank you for listening all night. A late one, some late night hockey here on WGN Radio as the Blackhawks wrap up a three-game trip. One victory on the uh, on the road trip out west for the Blackhawks, who will return home on Monday to host the Minnesota Wild. The Blackhawks falling to the Seattle Kraken 7-3. The uh, Seattle uh, Kraken scoring three in the first, a pair in the second, two more in the third to put the Blackhawks away. Seth Jones with a couple of goals tonight for the Blackhawks, including a power play goal in the second. Uh, that cut Seattle's lead to one goal, 3-2, but uh, just too much of the Kraken tonight. Their offense is one of the more potent ones in the NHL. They know how to score. They can do it in many different ways. And uh, Blackhawks, maybe a little overmatched tonight. But I think Luke Richardson has done a really good job with this roster. I mean, let's forget about wins and losses. We understand where this team is at with the rebuild and all of that. Um I, you know, even in the first period tonight, I, I thought the Blackhawks fought hard, and they were kind of right in it. Um, just didn't create as many chances at the offensive end, but a lot of turnovers too. Luke Richardson talked about that in post game as well. But three more games. Uh, Lucas Reichel got a goal tonight. All of us are, are very excited to see what Reichel can do next year, which we'll see a full season of Reichel at the NHL level. At least that's what we're all anticipating. But Reichel uh, will finish up his season down in Rockford. I think uh, we saw some growth out of Lucas Reichel in his third stint with the Blackhawks this season. Seven goals on the year. He tapped in uh, his seventh goal in the second period tonight in Seattle. So, um, you know, he, he was even asked about it after the game, that there there could be the possibility where, you know, there's a, a, a lot of, I don't want to put pressure on it, but um, people will be looking to Lucas Reichel to make a big step next year, and he's accepting that. He's excited about it. This is a first-round pick for the Blackhawks. This is a guy that absolutely factors in long-term. Um, one of the many young pieces the Blackhawks have within their organization, and once this thing really starts to come together, the hope is that Lucas Reichel can be a guy, a very productive player in the offensive zone because I see it and if you, if you watch Lucas Reichel play he stands out he just does you can tell that the skill set is different on him a uh, s- strong skater I and mean, we saw tonight uh, what he was able to do his, his goal coming with with some net presence getting a little physical near the net got in great position was able to tap in uh, the puck so I'm, I'm very excited to see what Lucas Reichel can do uh, moving forward for the Blackhawks and I know many are keeping an eye on the draft lottery and where teams end up in the standings as the season comes to a close. As of right now, the Blackhawks and Columbus Blue Jackets tied for the fewest amount of points uh, in the NHL. So uh, it's it's tough in the wins and losses. It is a rebuild, and if you're going to rebuild and you're going to tear it down, you might as well try to get that top overall pick, which this year's draft would mean landing Connor Bedard, which would bring so much excitement to the organization and the fan base. And it's not Bedard or nothing. The the top four or five picks, I think a, a lot of people are very high on if, if you do kind of a dive in some of these NHL pro, uh, draft prospects uh, coming up this year. But obviously, Connor Bedard will mean a lot to the Blackhawks organization. We'll see how it plays out. Just a few games remaining for the Blackhawks. They'll uh, return home Monday to take on the Wild and a trip to Pittsburgh Tuesday before they wrap up their 
2022-23 campaign Thursday night at home against the Philadelphia Flyers. We'll have all those games right here on 720 WGN. The Blackhawks falling to the Kraken 7-3 in Seattle to wrap up a three-game road trip. Blackhawks hockey has been sponsored by Sitco. Adventure awaits. Fuel up first with Sitco. Budweiser. ComEd. ComEd powering business, powering lives. United Airlines. And Plumbers 911 Chicago. Visit plumbers911.com for emergency plumbing service. A big thanks to Brett Jackson, our engineer, here at the WGN Radio Studios in downtown Chicago. And uh, for the efforts of Ben Anderson producing tonight here at the radio station, big thanks to those guys. For John Wideman and Joe Brand, I'm Kevin Powell. The Blackhawks falling to the Kraken 7-3 in Seattle. Our next block, Blackhawks broadcast coming Monday night right here on 720 WGN. You've been listening to Chicago Blackhawks Hockey on 720 WGN.